how many organizations do you speak to would you say where they really truly understand their data they actually have a concept of of what their data means to their organizations would you say it's quite widespread in your experience um i would say it's actually probably a low percentage so they're all trying to get a handle on that right so that's that's why they're trying to do it so there's such a growth in data these days that they know they have an idea of where it is but they still don't know what it is mm. and who's doing what with it so yeah. from a percentage standpoint you, you know i think from a, an overall security standpoint they have you know they're all secured right but as you start to move down the layers into the data and what it is and what it entails that's where they they i'll say the percentage of people who know what that is and what it's doing it starts to go down and so that's yeah. that's the growth that's the awareness that people are seeing is like hey we need to get a better handle on our content and once we know what yeah. that content is now we can determine how best to secure it uh, between both of these access and retention so I often characterize data security uh, is, is almost like an invisible threat. Right? It, it's not like your traditional threats that are really noisy, that look really scary, that look like they're really urgent, that you're like, wow, I can see all these hacks coming in from all these scary countries doing all the scary stuff. Like I obviously have to spend lots of money to protect this. Or it could be, well, hang on, we've got this guy in accounts and he's about to leave the organization and he's got access to some of the most sensitive data that could create the most amount of risk. Like you might not know about that unless you were really engaged at a people level, at a person level, unless you're engaged with HR, unless you understood the business, unless you actually understood where your most sensitive, you know, that risk was, you're not going to protect against that. And also, I think it's also true to say that it's not very sexy or exciting watching Bob in accounts and figuring out if he's going to walk out the door with it with some sensitive data. But but it feels more like, you know, Mr. Robot when you're protecting yourself against some really noisy threat from your firewall. And I think that we need to really kind of change, you know, we need to start thinking about security in terms of like the people as much as the technology to be effective as well. Because ultimately the only reason you have any of that security is because you're trying to keep the data safe so it makes no sense to me it's the wrong way around you know right. and that's why that proactive piece comes in Aiden so you right. were saying that that's the lean towards the zero trust right so the proactive piece is not only understanding the data and what it is and providing the access that they only need to you know the data they only need to but then also keeping the data that's not they don't need right now the business critical that's data right. or the old data you know they call it uh, redundant outdated and trivial information right it's not yeah. it's not of use to the to the organization anymore so yeah. you need to proactively move remove that or remediate that um i saw a stat you know the stat is i believe uh, only 10 percent of your data is relevant to you from a business critical standpoint after 90 days i mean think about that 10 percent Right. <laughs> Do you delete ninety percent of your information after ninety days? No, no, no one does. Right, yeah, unless you yeah. proactively do that. And so, you know, there's a mix between automatically doing it and having the users involved too. But you have to be proactive about that security aspect of it and that governance aspect of it as it relates to not only the content and the data, but the but the access too. Yeah, and 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 ultimately, you know, you want to reduce. I don't particularly like this term. You like to, you want to reduce your attack surface. You need to find a way of minimizing the data that people can access only to data that they need to access or they should be able to access, or you know, in, based on their usage as well. So one of the things that that we do is we can say, well, why has that user got access to that spreadsheet to all of our customers? Uh, and it's not used it in the last year. Like, 
that's just not needed. Like that's another opportunity for that user. If that user account was to become, uh, to become compromised, they then would have access to this data. And that can be avoided by just simply removing the access to that data because they don't need it, push putting that data somewhere else where it's in a more secure location and making sure that you can actually prioritize and reduce that risk there. But I think that, again, it's, I think that that requires companies to be proactive in their approach towards data governance as well. And I think that largely speaking, I think that that's quite often not the case. I think it's something that you do after something's gone wrong. Yeah. It's quite often the driver to want to fix these things. People aren't thinking about things in terms of prevention. They're thinking about things of, oh God, it's, something's gone really wrong. How do we fix this? How do we address this? And, and it's, that's not the right approach. <laughs> no, you're right. And that's the hard part, right? Is to it getting is. that proactive mindset in. Because yeah. you're right, everybody's right. There's so many things going on these days, right? Not right. only between what's happening with the work from home and the pandemic and everything. Everything's got all yeah. kinds of things going on, but they have right. to shift their focus to more of a proactive measure of how to secure and govern their data. You're right in that, absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 I think fundamentally, I think, you know, obviously from your side uh, uh, with, with Sherpa, you know, you're, you're very much focused on that governance piece. And obviously our sort of a lot of where we're coming from is that from that security angle. And mm -hmm. I think generally security and governance need to become much, much closer together as well. I think that mm -hmm. that's really important if we're going to be successful in keeping our, you know, our most important assets safe. Um, I see, I've been to too many conferences and you speak to security people and you, you start talking to them about like the data and they're kind of like, ah, yeah, that's, that's the other team. And I'm like, we need to get, we need to bridge that gap and make that all come together a lot closer um, and make that a lot more cohesive. Otherwise, I think we're going to continue to have problems. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You're right. And it usually is disjointed, Aiden, you're right. So you have the different teams and one focusing, again, I think it's more of that perimeter focus too, right? You have a lot of people focusing on that perimeter and then you have a different team focusing on the, the data it. and the content, right? And so those have to come together, uh, you know, to make sure you manage it all, all as one as a cohesive strategy on how to lock that down and make sure you secure that in the right way. Uh, absolutely. And I, and I think the same applies for vendors in this space as well. I think that vendors need to f find ways of collaborating and actually talk, start talking to each other. Because I think that's one of the challenges. When we think, when we speak to a lot of companies and, you know, they've got like, we spoke to one company the other day and they had 196 different security vendors that they were ma managing within their organization. And very few of them really uh, integrated or talk to one another and I'm like there's just such a missed opportunity there as well like I think that generally you know we've got to, uh, security and governance as markets need to get better at integrating their solutions into one another to deliver more value to customers I don't think that that happens enough either you know useless showing an anomaly alert if you don't know if it's regards to your most sensitive data that's that does, tells you nothing you need the con you i think that if we work closer together we can give companies a lot more a lot more power and a lot more value um rather than just trying all operating in silo and then the customers just trying to manage 150 different dashboards to try and work out what's actually happened it, it, there's it, there's a better way of doing this i'm sure yeah, you're right. And we must have been talking to the same customer because I just spoke <laughs> to someone who had 200 systems and they're trying to consolidate down to five. Crazy. Crazy. It's amazing. Crazy. And that's, that's yeah. the exact reason is they can't track them all. So from our perspective, it was from an e-discovery perspective, right? So they're going out and they're trying to react to litigation and finding content within their environment. And right. doing right. it across 200 systems is, 
is so difficult, right? So their path forward is to condense those sense systems down into about a half dozen that are right for the organization. And so it'll be so much easier to actually secure that data and bring it forward, what, you know, whether it's for security or governance or e-discovery, whatever it might be, but that's, that's their goal. So you're right, um, it's, it. it's just it. so spread out right now. Yeah, and I guess that was also some one of our objectives as well, is that we saw so many organizations that are like, look, I can f find out what people are doing with my data, but I don't know why it's sensitive. I'm like, well, that, that's good, but you need, need context. Well, I can find out where my sensitive data is, but I don't know who's got access to it. I'm like, well, surely you, you need to know that piece. Well, I can find out who's got access to it, but I don't know where it is. And it's like, you need to have all of that together. You need to have that, whether it's between two integrated vendors or one single vendor, you need to make sure that you have that information in a single point. And, and also make sure that you're getting the same results from the different vendors that you're working with. Otherwise it becomes, you're, you're steps behind the, the hackers, you're steps behind people that want your data. And you, you're, we're gonna need to get quicker. We're gonna need to get better at actually finding risk faster because hackers, are, are they're gonna continue to prevail. Okay, that's what I was going to say. And the, the threats, I mean, they continue to get more sophisticated, right? And they, they have do. more resource. I mean, you're right. We have to keep up. We have to get ahead, basically. Not even just keep up. We've got we to right. stay ahead. Otherwise, they're going to continue to infiltrate, and it'll just get worse out there. Um, you know, again, it, with the sporadic, when I say sporadic, the dispersed environments now with work from home, it's making it even harder and harder. So you're right. We've got to keep up, and we've got to stay ahead of that.